Hello, grace and peace, we're taking anarchy to church here on the Anarchist Bible Study, I'm Josh aka Iowankap. And I'm Jeff Park aka Approved by the Rouleau Commission. Haha <laughs> very funny joke Jeff Park my microphone is totally on and these are the words that I am saying. The Rouleau Commission, that would be, that would be the uh, commission on the use of the Emergencies Act that approved the use of the Emergencies Act. Uh, okay, um, I was muted for that first part, so of course, because I, I'm, I'm great at this job. Uh, but okay, it was my it was my thing, so I'm going to try really, really hard to sync it up later. Or maybe I'm just going to tr- purposely sync it up really badly. You guys who are watching this will know. Uh, <laughs> for more pre-show banter, tune into Preambling Number 45, Canada Being Not At All Suspicious. And episode 97, Homeschoolers Are Neighbor Haters. But now back to the show. We are fast approaching the end of this series. Fast. I can feel it. Um, we, we're, just, we're just knocking on the back door of this, uh, of this Ligonier statement on theology. And um, we do have other things we can talk about. So, but, so I'm, I'm not worried about finding another series. Um, but, but this is, uh, we're, we're on 31 and we're going to try and get 31 and 32 done and we're out of 35. If, if you witness preambling number 45, you know that we have much more we can talk about at great length. <laughs> we'll find something. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're not worried about it. Uh, but, but right now we're looking at, um, you know, this, the, the series and, and again, like I'll, I'm going to be very quick because if. By now you haven't figured out what we do, then you know just wait till the next series. So, but but we're gonna we're, we're gonna look at the uh, look at the statements on theology, which are our surveys they took. We're gonna try and see um, how people answered it of per- various demographics that matter to us, and um, and we're gonna see if we can do some teaching along the way. And so, um, so let's just dive right in. Huh? If you're someone who doesn't understand what this is all about, and 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 you're gonna and you're gonna skip the rest of this episode and and go to the next, then the TLDR is go to church. That's the TLDR for that all. That is of the us. TLDR. That's correct. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're gonna start. We're just gonna jump right in. Thirty-one statement number thirty-one. Religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about objective truth. Religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It is not about objective truth. Jeff, um, is this a true or a false statement? This is a false statement. Um, The God presents himself as as the Lord of all creation. Um, I, there is, um, well, so, okay. Most obviously he says, um, uh, in, uh, in, uh, Acts 17, Paul says that these times of ignorance, God has overlooked. Um, but, uh, but now he has furnished proof to everyone of the coming judgment, having raised Christ from the dead. 
so that that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is an objective historical fact that has proved the has has proved the central claim of the Christian religion that 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 God is the rightful judge that because that's even to say that God is the creator the the claim that that's getting to is that he is the judge of everyone um the 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 cash value of God's creatorship is is that uh that he can rightfully judge um and and so uh so Acts 17 says that this is objective, obvious. Uh, uh, Romans 1, um, that, uh, uh, that his eternal power his, and his divine nature are clearly seen from what has been made so that, so that no one is without excuse. Um, uh, The um, uh, first John, um, he says, but we did not, but we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we preached. Oh, wait, am I confusing Peter? I think I am. I think first Peter says we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we preached to you the power of God. First John says. Um, but what we, but what we saw, what we heard, what we handled, this we preach to you, that these are objective historical facts that we, that we preach to you. Most specifically, the resurrection, um, which, which is why, uh, which is why Paul says that that um, he anchors in a different way that from uh, uh, Acts seventeen he anchors the the coming judgment um, kind of in the reverse way he kind of does it in the reverse way that if that if we will not be raised then not even Christ has been raised so if, if resurrection isn't a thing. If we won't be raised, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ hasn't been raised, then we are of all men most to be pitied. That that, that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the is is the central, most defining, um, most defining point of our faith. Um, and um, yeah, just to throw an, an Old Testament passage in there as well, because I think it is um, like I think there's a lot in there in the in the Old Testament to to prove that it's not subjective, but 
um, uh, not a matter of personal opinion, but, um, but uh, I would say that most directly you have this in the, the trial of the false gods where, where he says, um, assemble, assemble your rival gods for me, but, um, let them, let them tell the future, what will happen or let them tell the past and why it happened. <laughs> um, so, um, so God claims that his, that his own ability to tell the future and to explain the past, um, it makes him objectively, um, the Lord of all creation. So, so we can also point to, uh, fulfilled prophecy that, that a hundred years before Cyrus was born, he's named in Isaiah. Um, we can, we can point to Beth, Bethlehem of Ephrathah in Micah being named as the birthplace of Jesus. Um, we, we can point to the prophecy of a virgin conceiving being fulfilled. <laughs> um, uh, uh, anyway, there's, there's any, num any number of fulfilled prophecies which would also prove the objectivity of this claim and not just, um, but anyway, I have a, I have a strong feeling that Romans one and Acts seventeen already covered my bases, so I'll uh, I'll stop you, Eric. <laughs> All right, so um, let's see what the answer is. Let's see, and false. The false statement: the religions of mankind do not claim to be mere subjective personal opinions, but claims to reflect objective truths about reality. So first of all, it's, it's interesting that they start with being like, just in general, religions, this is what they do. Like this True. isn't yeah. this isn't what religions do. Religions don't just say, hey, we've got some ideas about how, you know, you know, to make your no, that's not what they do. They are a statement about objective reality. This is a philosophy. This is a uh a meta narrative even. Like, this is what this is. This is what a religion does. A this, day of life. Yeah, and this is particularly true of the Christian faith, which is based on historical events such as the resurrection of Jesus, which must be objectively true in order for Christian belief to be valid. And they go to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 10 and 17, which I'm, I'm not going to read all that, but... But the 17 is the one part that I got there. So. You got it. And so and if, and it was a 10 comma 17. If they left that comma off, Jeff, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, because I didn't, I didn't, I, I don't think Isaiah 45 is the trial of the false gods, is it? Oh, it is. It is. Yeah. No, never mind. You got I it. I got it. Um, anyway, okay, okay, that's okay, getting ahead okay. of ourselves. The same God who raised Jesus from the dead proclaims that he is the only God who can save us. Isaiah 50, 45, 20 through 25. 
This is although, not objective. That's not, the part, that's not the part of the trial of the false gods I quoted, but wow. it is part of the trial of the false gods. Sure. <laughs> um, if this is not objectively and universally true, then there is no Christian faith. As individuals, we exercise personal faith, but to believe in something that is mere opinion and not objective truth is to believe in something that cannot provide salvation. And, and this is where, like, sometimes we also get into the issue of, like, um, of, like, the issue of, like, martyrdom. What does that, what does that even mean? We're not talking about a, if we're, if we're talking about martyrdom for an opinion, for, for just a, a personal opinion. You know, like, or what is, or even like limiting your options of life based on a personal opinion. In fact, that's kind of what, what Paul took, gets into in first Corinthians 15 is like, man, if there's no resurrection, like eat and drink, let's eat and drink for tomorrow. We die. Like, what are we doing? Wasting our time with self, um, self denial of the pleasures of life. Like, what are we doing with this? If there's not like, you know. If there's no afterlife, if there's no next thing, like what are we wasting our time for? Um, you know, I often make the comment of like, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then you guys sure are wasting a good Sunday morning nap. Like, man, right. y'all, y'all could be sleeping in right now. If there's no objective God and objective resurrection. You know? Um... But yeah, so what would you guess on the percentages? Well, to make my guess, I have scrolled back to statement number three. Okay. God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. That's a good place to go. And I'm thinking it's probably just as bad. Um, And that's also a a true-ish sounding statement. I I guess I expect people to I guess I guess I expect people to get this right a little more often than they got the uh accepts the word because accepts the worship is just sure why not sounds mm-hmm. you know sure. anyway um it, it sounds sounds nice, sounds good. Whereas, I, I think just just a matter of personal opinion. I think I think more people would, and and not objectively true. I think, I think more people would, would catch, would catch what's wrong with that. So so, but I'm gonna say, but okay. So so this was, uh. For statement three, 45% strongly agreed, 22% somewhat agreed, 11% were not sure, 6% somewhat disagreed, only 16% strongly disagreed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it probably is about 40% strongly agree, 20% somewhat agree. I expect a lot of confusion. Probably 12 percent or so um and then i expect the somewhat to be small again maybe in the in the five percent range so what does that leave me 60 uh 72 77 so okay yeah i think 23 percent strongly disagree 
that's probably about what I expect. Okay. So a little better than statement three. I, I think I think I've worked myself to uh, about what I expect to see. A little better than statement three, but not a ton. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm expecting here. Yeah, I'm guessing like over 50% agree. Um, but I don't know that I'm going to expect a vast majority. Like, it, it seems like this one overreaches. Um, yeah. Well, frankly, even the people who, frankly, even those who agree might not really disagree with the statement as much as they should. You know, like, it's kind of like explicit versus practical doctrine. Sure. I think on practical doctrine, they would a lot more people agree with this than sure. to admit. But I think on um, on explicit doctrine, I, I bet maybe just because we're throwing in the people who don't who don't attend regularly, who attend mainline churches, you might get over fifty percent agree agreeing with the statement. Um, but we'll see. Um, so. Uh, Let's see what we got then. Oh, I went too far. My mouse went too far. Okay. Let's see what we got then. Oh, dang. Mm -hmm. Oh, dang. 60% agree with the statement. Man, I was Would not. You... About what I said. Yeah, I was not. I mean, it's what I, I said 40, 40 strongly. So it's a little better than what I said in the sense that a little more on the somewhat side. <laughs> um, Dang. Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of like, yeah, I mean, almost as many somewhat agree as strongly agree. Um, but dang, 60% of people answering the survey would say, yeah, really, you know, just a matter of personal opinion. Not about objective truth. Only 8%. Not sure. I think I expected more people to be not sure. Um, on the disagree side, only 32% disagree. Only 19 strongly. That's wild. Um, man, that's 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 crazy. What what do you think as far as evangelicals goes? Like how how do you think they're gonna well, compare? I I think I think evangelicals will suddenly get this quite a bit more right. Evangelicals are objective type. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so I think, I think it's going to swing, not completely, not, but, but maybe mere image, maybe a mere image of what we see here, where it's sixty okay. percent strongly disagree instead. Um, I, I, I could even, I could be persuaded of that. Yes, that sounds like a good guess to me. Yeah, let's let's see what let's see what we get here. All right, um, bring it in. Okay, 37% uh, agree with the statement. 28% strongly. A, a uh, man, um, a quarter of, of evangelicals who believe in conversion, the necessity of yeah. conversion and sharing your faith, because that's what defines an evangelical. It's one of the, the convictions that defines an evangelical in this survey. They think I must seek to convert people to my personal opinion that does not fit objective reality. 
Huh. Uh... <laughs> Although it's so funny. Even when evangelicals are a little squishy on the existence of objective truth when it comes to religion, are very sure about it one way or the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, we've, as you said along, all along, evangelicals are never uncertain. On all of these ones, they're either very right, very wrong. No one's just like, yeah, I'm not sure about this one. You know? And again, this is the same thing. 47% strongly disagree. So not quite 50%. You wish more. But a total of 56% disagree with the statement. That's it's just, it's not as high as, I mean, we. I would have liked a 60% strongly disagree on this one. But it's, it's uh, this one's not as, yeah, that it's not as, as, um, yeah, it's not as stark as I would have liked to. And Patrick says in the, in the, the chat, um, they need to read more, or they need more Cave to the Cross podcast uh, in their ears. And I agree. Agreed. I agree. Um, while Jeff goes to pop his back, um, I don't have a, I don't have an option to go to Josh monologue. So otherwise I would, um, but, um, yeah, yeah. I just wish it was a little bit more, I don't know. It's it, it, that one's just like, again, it's, it's, it's this problem of like evangelicals are so focused on. Um, and this connects to our preambling for this week. Is this this hyper emphasis on on um, conversion without really working out the implications of it? Like, man, like you you want to ask these people who are tw- at twenty five percent? Like, do you believe that there is a there is a true actual resurrection for the dead? Like if and be like, oh yeah, of course there is. Well, then, a religious belief is not based on personal opinion. That's not a personal opinion. That's an objective fact. It's an objective truth. I don't know. It's it's uh it's just the, the confusion of evangelicals always never ceases to baffle me. Um, this is where this is where we go to um attendance. So uh. Let, let's see how low attendance plays into this. Um, I'm going to expect uh, this is where agree, agree goes up quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, not not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. Uh, this is if they um, we're, we're correcting for attendance where only religious holidays rarely or never. Um, and yeah, it's. 70% up to 70%. Although what's in, what's shocking is that it doesn't go up by as much as maybe it should. Like this shows that people who attend church think it's just a personal opinion. A lot of people who just who attend church think it's just like, eh, well, you know, personal opinion, but yeah. Um although although never is driving a lot of this. So let's see that only take only religious holidays and rarely out of there. And yeah, never 52% strongly agree. 25 somewhat 77% agree with the statement. 16% disagree. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, again, if it's just your personal opinion, then why bother going to church? Right. I mean, it's 
That's a fair. That's fairly consistent. Um. Um. But yeah, then let's flip the script and let's see how um people who attend church regularly answer this. And the answer is good, not great. Like good, not great. Thirty-one percent strongly disagree of people who attend church several times a week, once a week, or once or twice a month. Thirty-one percent strongly disagree. Fifteen percent disagree. So that's a total of forty-six percent. That's not quite fifty percent. That's yeah. less than fifty percent uh, disagreeing with this statement. Um, so it's like, okay, if it's just personal opinion, I just I want to be like, okay, if it's just personal opinion, then. What are you wasting all your time on? It kind of doesn't make sense. That's uh, why. Why are you going to church so much? Um, then twenty-two percent strongly agree. Twenty-five percent somewhat. So forty-seven percent. So more people who attend church regularly uh, agree with the statement than disagree. Barely, yeah. I mean, barely, but still, it shouldn't yeah. even be close. But but if. If barely more people who went to the gym believed that exercise was objectively useful, if uh, uh, so, so, sorry, if barely more people who went to the gym believed exercise could not be objectively proven to have health benefits, you'd be like, Wait, what? So then, why are the majority of you going to the gym? <laughs> going to the gym sucks. Why are you bothering? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, and so, so yeah, it's... It's true. It does um, make you wonder. Yeah, it sure does. Um but I want to I want to try a, a little inverse of what we've been doing, though. I want to see what happens if we take once to twice a month out. See if it shifts at all. I I, I checked that. It does a little yeah. bit. Once let's see if, take once a week out. Yeah, once actually, a week barely, out actually ends up going down a little bit. The wrong yeah. Direction. That's interesting. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. The people who attend more are not always better off for it. Anyway, um, but so we do like a, to the correct. The once a weekers for, are actually the best. What's that? The once a weekers are actually the best. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly. Well, I actually kind of makes sense because the people who are like, I'm there every time the door is open. Um, sometimes that's a country club attitude. It's more like of uh, that's because that's you know that's where more people are. But the people who attend once a week, sometimes the people who attend once a week, they're there not because of the social aspects but because of the conviction aspect that the lord has told me i am supposed to be in church on sunday mornings and so i will be there on sunday mornings yeah. period no no discussion and in fact you might even see a little something of uh of uh and i'm not I, we don't want to mess around too much with this too much but like you also might see a little bit of the fact of maybe some of the people the reason why they're not in church more than once a week because i know some pretty dedicated christians who I see at the church maybe once a week. And the reason they're not there the rest of the week is because they are catechizing their children and homeschooling their children. So they don't have time to show up to these silly, uh, <laughs> these silly game nights that we have or showing up to the silly, uh, 
to the, to the uh, you know, all these things, you know, because they're too busy doing discipleship in their home or out in, in public. And so they're not coming to the church. You know, it could well be there's something like that as well going on. Um, that they don't come to the prayer meeting because they're praying over their children. That's something that I've yeah. often thought about too, is like sometimes the we, we start to view church health based on um I should probably get get a zoom in because this is this is serious, serious IOA cap right here. Um sometimes we think and I think this is this is the event based mentality, is that getting more people in the door of the church more often is is going to be and uh, that's a sign of of health among the the organization um but that's not necessarily the case right like sometimes the best christians aren't showing up to the church constantly because they're out doing discipleship some of the best churches in the that i've known pretty much have a sunday service and that's it right and they just facilitate relationships the rest of the week the rest of the week is all about like well elders are reaching out their people and they're encouraging their people to reach out to other people. And so, yeah, they're like, but, but then this, this there, there's this irony that some people pointed out where they'll have men's ministries where they'll have the men coming in two to three times a week to, to learn about how they're supposed to be discipling their wives and children. And we do that by taking them away from their wives and children. <laughs> and right. so there's the irony that while we're, lecturing people that they need to be discipling and evangelizing we keep them in the church so much that they can't actually disciple and evangelize you know so i think although we might be overreading this one point well well while we might <laughs> i think the fact that it's consistent makes me yeah. wonder if that's something that's going on that like some of these some of these are the some of these multiple times a week attenders they're yeah. going to these high yeah, these these high activity, high event based ministry things, which is proven to be kind of a failure of a model. Yeah, yeah, this isn't the first time that several times a week has not actually been the best group. Yeah, it's, so yeah, in fact, it seems so, like every time we've done that, we've broken it down. I've been unimpressed by the several times a week answers. Um, you know, so. But anyway, um, but we haven't been keeping a close eye on it, so to be fair. But but the fact that every time we look at it, you know, does say something. Uh, but then let's see. We like to break it down by affiliation. Let's see the people who attend uh, church regularly in an evangelical church. See how that affects them. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Much better. Forty-seven percent strongly strongly disagree. Fourteen percent somewhat disagree. That's a total of that's over fifty. That's in fact that's over sixty. That's sixty-one percent of people. Hold on, let's compare that to evangelical beliefs. They're doing better. Fifty-seven percent disagree among evangelical believers. The people who regularly attend an evangelical church. Only you only get thirty-two percent who agree, and only fourteen strongly, as opposed to the quarter of respondents who strongly agree to the statement. Like this is another situation where attending regularly at an evangelical church actually makes you more likely to give the right answer than having evangelical beliefs. 
once again, if anyone wants to do a project for us and go back through and do a study about, okay, which, which questions does attendance matter more than beliefs and, and give us a, a rundown or, or maybe a thesis. Um, I, I, I'm interested, but I think, I think it's gotta be something to the extent of it. It's got, it comes down to things where evangelical catechesis is more important than evangelical slogans. Right? Because that's the problem is that evangelical believers a lot of times are there because of slogans instead of convictions, you know? And, but actually being in a church that teaches rightly is going to be better than, than I'm an evangelical and I read this bumper sticker once, you know? Um, but this is really good. Attending an evangelical church is, is not, not like, I mean, it could be better. 61% is still not like 70, 80, but, but still, uh, on, on this, I agree like, um, that we, to be clear, see as being a little bit confusing. Um, they do pretty good answering it. Yeah. yeah um, we want, we want all the questions to be the male and female question, but, <laughs> um, but this is not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Not bad. Um, among, let's see, among, uh, do you want to see among main lines? That might be fun. Well, let's go ahead and do black Protestant first, just cause okay. I have looked at black Protestant and uh, not great. Not great at all. I mean, 28% strongly disagree. 38% total. 28% strongly agree. 50% total. And attending a church, regularly attending a black Protestant church, 60% total. Sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. My math is mathing. Um, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) That's not good. That is not good. That is, that is basically just a, that's, that, that's so close to just tracking um tracking US adults but but with more confidence yeah. well more confidence in the right answer and almost no one saying they're not sure yeah. but actually a lot in the somewhat agree mostly the somewhat agree camp that predominates here. Yeah. It's the plurality at least. Um, Mm. So, um, so yeah, that's, I don't know what, I don't even know what to credit that to. That's not necessarily something I would have expected. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Um, like Trinitarian theology, I would have expected more, and yeah. it wasn't really, it wasn't really that bad. But, but then, but then, I ne- wouldn't have necessarily expected this. But this is, this is where. 
it's yeah. a lot worse. Because I'm assuming, I'm going to take a wild guess, that the main line do better than this. Okay, let's see. Because we've been surprised. Yeah. Mainliners who actually attend. Let's see. Just fine. Mainline, ah, uh, not eh. great. But better than but, Black but Better than Black Protestant. 48% agree, 28% strongly. Uh, 41% disagree, 20% strongly. 11% not sure. This is not a thing you're going to hear preached about in mainline churches. That makes sense. The objectivity oh, of, of the faith. Partly because, mostly because their pastors don't believe in it. Right. Whatever the attenders may believe, their pastors don't believe in the objectivity of the faith, and so they're not going to preach on it. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, Roman Catholic, what do you think? I think that's probably about mainline. Probably about the same. Yeah. 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 They're a little less... They're a little more confident than the mainline. Yeah, 40% disagree, 23% strongly. 50, uh, they're a little better and a little more confident. 2% agree, 24% strongly, 8% not sure. Yeah. I don't know. Seems, seems all right. Um, As always, if someone wants to do a project and tell us who the Blue Blazes, the others yes. are, we would like to know. No idea. No idea. <laughs> um, but um, I think it's time we can move on to 32. Um, we'll see, let's see um, what that one's all about. I think we have objectively completed this one. That's right. And so the next one is, the Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. Is this right, true I'm or still, false, Jeff? Well, zooming in so that I can press the... Okay, uh, this is true. Um, it's a good thing. Uh, it's a good thing that you said that on our Bible study podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because we have publicly stated that it is true in many other contexts. <laughs> It'd be a weird reversal if we if we went the other direction. Yeah. Uh, tune in next time to the Anarchist Magic Eight Ball Study podcast. Um, it's just as authoritative. Don't worry. Um, no, uh, the, the, uh, the Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. Um, I mean, this is starting to feel a little repetitive of some of the other places. And I wish I could remember, um, what, uh, what verses were used, although maybe that wouldn't be helpful. Um, <laughs> but, uh, obviously Obviously, First uh, uh, Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, um, that all Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for what teaching. That's exercising authority. Reproof. That's exercising authority. Correction. Exercising authority. Instruction in righteousness. Exercising authority. That the man of God, someone in a position of authority may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So uh, so that establishes um, that establishes the authority. Um, 
uh, Jesus in Matthew 20 says, uh, have you not read what was spoken to you by God? Uh, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living. So Jesus expects the uh, Bible to be treated as the highest authority because it has God's authority. Same as what First Timothy says, that uh, it's breathed out by God. Jesus says, have you not read what was spoken to you by God? That it's, it's God's speech, so it, it carries the authority of God's speech. Um, uh, yeah, the... Um, Okay, the highest authority for what I believe. That okay. So, have you not read? Um, so, uh, and then you do err, not knowing the power, not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. Um, that Jesus expects um, uh, expects the the scriptures to be the highest authority. Um, that um uh yeah not one jot or tittle will pass away i don't think that's maybe necessarily one that they're using here because this is mainly about authority but um yeah um Okay, I'm trying to think of a psalm, and then I'll be done. Because um, in errancy you can get, but I'm trying to think of authority more so. Um, um, oh, I'm I'm trying to remember exactly how that one goes. That. Um, hmm. Anyway, um, but that, um, yeah, anyway, so I'll just say in, in Psalm 119, this is an expectation that the law of the Lord is going to shape, it's going to have its authority, it's going to shape uh, the life of the psalmist in every in every way. Um, so, so I, I'd say that that's just I, I can't think of it of the exact perfect verse, but the the entire the entire argument is that that the uh, the word of God is going to is going to be an authority that's going to shape um, the uh, uh, the life of the of the psalmist um, yeah uh, oh and and then okay what the, the I'll go two more places real quick which is uh, um, Galatians, I think it's five, Paul says, if even we or an angel of heaven deliver to you another gospel, let them be accursed. Uh, so 
so that the that the that the scriptures, the 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 gospel once for all delivered. And so okay, well that's that's Jude, but um but the the, the gospel once for all delivered um that uh which which we find in the pages of the scriptures that that has more authority than an apostle speaking on their own authority or an angel speaking on his own authority that um and um and peter likewise says um that um that we have this word of god more sure more sure than what more sure than the transfiguration of jesus um that uh that we have uh, we have this word of God more sure uh, uh, oh is that where um, he says that you do well to pay attention um, but that reminds me sorry now last one of uh, Hebrews I want to say four today if you hear his voice do not harden your hearts um, as, as they did in the wilderness, uh, uh, and then, uh, and then, okay. Also, just uh, the repetition in Revelation two and three: um, "He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches." So, okay, all of those. I'm sure I've covered it somewhere. I'm sure I've, I, I'm sure somewhere I've covered my bases. Probably just even with First Timothy three sixteen and seventeen. But for all those reasons. It is a true statement. The Bible is the highest authority for what I believe. All right, let's. Uh, I and I uh, let's go to the 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 answer, and that is it's true. It is true. Um, we are we are glad to hear that because we have stated that uh, often. And so it's good to know that Ligonier agrees with us. Um, so, but yeah, true. The Bible is the only God-breathed special revelation that we possess. Second Timothy three sixteen and seventeen, of course, that's a well-known passage. So it has unique and final authority. Jesus, the Son of God, appealed to the Bible as the highest authority. So we dare not appeal to anything else other than the Bible as the highest authority for our faith and practice. That comes from Matthew 5, 17 and 18. Uh, do not think that I've come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, unless until heaven and earth pass away, not one iota, not a dot will pass away from the law until all is accomplished. And then jumping over to... Did I quote, did I quote that one? I can't remember. I don't know. I thought about it, but I don't think I did. And then chapter 15, he talks... Uh, he he goes after the the scribes for um what is it uh for for breaking the the commandment honor your father and mother in favor of their uh own man-made traditions um then mark 14 they cite 1443 to 49 which is um uh again how how scripture predicted the betrayal of Jesus um, and then John ten thirty five, uh, he's Jesus cites scripture um, in, to make his his point. Um, 
So again, I stepped. I was AFK. So I don't know if if I if I, you got any of those. And says then scripture cannot be broken. Yes, of course I got Second Timothy three sixteen. Oh well, yes, okay. Um, I, I can't. So. I can't remember if I quoted Matthew five or not, but I I thought about it. Can't remember if I went there or not. All right. Well, what do you think the percentages are? Okay, I think they're going to be pretty similar to statement 30. The Bible has the authority to tell us what we must do. Right. Um, so the only difference is between it has the authority and it is the highest authority yeah. and us versus me. Um, but I don't think, I don't think that us versus me will change it that much. Yeah. But, has the authority versus the highest authority. Um, I think there's a subtle difference between the questions, but it's so subtle that I don't think most people would catch it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think it's going to basically track. So, and that was 29% strongly agree. 23% somewhat agree. 5% not sure. 14% somewhat disagree. 29% strongly disagree. So I'm expecting it's, Somewhere in that range, fifty-two uh, percent agree. Probably about twenty-nine on both sides. More somewhat agreeing than dis than somewhat disagreeing, and a pretty small number of not sure. That's I think that's about right. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, uh, fifty. I need some math here. Fifty-two. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to guess around a little over 50 agree. But anyway, let's, let's, let's see what it is. Let's get, let's see what our, what the answer is. And 38% strongly agree. I want to know who strongly agrees with this and didn't strongly agree with the last one. Yeah. And I want to know. Who was confused about the last one, not sure about the last one, and then not sure disappears on this one. Not sure is literally not on this. Completely disappears. That has never happened. Yeah, (laughs) there is no, there is no not sure. Uh, So anyway, a total of sixty-two percent agree with the statement. It's a lot, and I want to be excited about that, except that it means that a lot of people are really confused. Yeah, because there's a lot of questions that they should have gotten right if they really believe that the Bible is the highest authority for what they believe. Um, 38% strongly agree, 62% total agree, uh, 38% disagree, 23% strongly disagree. Um, and like like Jeff said, there is no not sure, not a single not sure registers. That is that is something. Um, how do you think evangelicals answer that differently? Because there's a certain point at which I'm like, how could they? Like, what, what could they? I mean, the, all, all I can say is, like, is it is it going to be near 100 on the agree side? On evangelical? I, mean, I hope so. It's basically definitional. I, I, I'd say 90. Sure. Yeah, I'm guessing 98, 99 on the agree side. Um, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure I can go that high. Maybe 95, I'm an 96. I'm an optimistic man. I can go up to 96. I'm not, I just, I just, I, I, yeah. 
I, I just, I never expected to get that great. Yeah. Well, let's see. Um, dang. 99% strongly agree. 100% agree. So you're right. Wow. This is definitional. 100%. 1% somewhat agree. 99% strongly agree. So it's good that they get this. It's good that they get that this is an evangelical distinctive. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and make a wild prediction here. I'm thinking attendance at an evangelical church is not going to be more predictive than uh, evangelical beliefs on this one. <laughs> uh, no, no. Seems unlikely. But, but honestly, this makes it all the more unacceptable, the fact that they keep getting other things that are a little bit clear or that are clear wrong. Like I can get some of the, some of the confusing ones. There's a lot of clear questions that evangelicals get very, have gotten wrong and very wrong. And it makes it all the more unacceptable. The fact that they claim that they, that scripture is the highest authority for them. And again, this gets back to the thing that we talked about all the way back at the evangelical downgrade, um, that, uh, the, Denial of scripture's authority goes away practically before it goes away um, actually. Right. Um, I'm going to predict that the numbers go down quite a bit when you don't attend church very often. <laughs> At least it should. Yeah. Otherwise, like, you, you know, get go to church. <laughs> if you're going to accept the Bible as your highest authority. Um, so let's see what it is. Yeah. There it is. 39% strongly disagree. In fact, that's probably one that's not in church. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, that would be a total of 58% disagree. 39% strongly. 20% strongly agree, though. Like, homie. If you're going to say the scripture is your authority, get to church. Because you know what your scripture is telling you to do? Get to church. <laughs> Like this, this little group should not exist. This, this little 20% strongly agree. Not even the 22% who somewhat agree. The 42% that agree with the statement that the scripture, the Bible is the highest authority for what they believe will get to church. I don't know what to tell you there, brother. Get, get Although, to church. Apparently, a sizable portion of these people are like, yeah, so that's why I go only on religious holidays, or rarely. Oh, yep, yep, only on religious holidays. That's, yeah, look at that, only on religious holidays, they attend, uh, 62% of those who only attend on religious holidays uh, agree with the statement that the Bible is the highest story, 25% strongly. So, is, is it only on religious holidays contingent? Better if a little more wishy-washy than the general public. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I would say comparable. Maybe a little bit better, but comparable. Yeah, I'd say they're more squishy. Thirty-seven plus twenty-five is sixty-two. Twenty-four plus thirty-eight is also sixty-two. Okay, cool. so no, thirty-eight is thirty-eight is better than twenty-five. Yeah. Then, so no. But take a look um, at never. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the people who never attend church, 
50, 60, almost 60%, 59% strongly disagree. Uh, well, you know, that's probably why they don't go to church. <laughs> um, 16% somewhat disagree. But this is the bogus, this is the bananas one. Is There's 13% of people who never attend church who agree that the Bible is the highest authority for what they believe. 13% of people who never darken the doors of the church um, yet will affirm the book that tells them they, they need to be in church every Sunday. All right. <laughs> uh, you have my Patrick Starfish meme handy um, that I made a few weeks ago? Uh, no, I do not have that. No. <laughs> 25% total agree. Um, it's It's bananas. Um, so then alternatively, if we're going to look at people who attend church regularly, we're going to hope that that number goes up quite a bit, right? Yes. Um, so let's see. I, I suspect it. I suspect it will. Yeah, it will. And yeah, by quite a bit. Look at that. Look at that. Um, I have to double, I had to double check to make sure that we didn't, I didn't have affiliation accidentally checked just to see this because 61% strongly agree. Almost the inverse. Uh, 26% somewhat. So a total of 87% agree. Man. And then a uh, total of 13% disagree. 4% strongly. Um, I'm guessing once we correct for uh, mainline churches that, or Roman Catholic, we might have that taken care of, that number taken care of. Yeah. Um, but, but okay, Jeff, if you had to guess, let's hazard a guess before we start looking at affiliations, what would you think is the order of conviction? Do you think they value the Bible? So they go to church or they go to church and so they learn to value the Bible. Yes. <laughs> um, um, but I think I think it is both, but I think the Bible gets you in the door of church, and then church gets you to crack your Bible. But but I think I think it is the Bible first gets you in the door of church. That would be my, that would be my supposition. Okay. So, so your guess is, oops, I went to this, but, um, so your guess is, is that the, the church, you go to church because you value the Bible is probably the first one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit open to both arguments that like, maybe it's, uh, it could be that going to church is what makes them value the Bible. You know, like I, I don't know. It, it's probably a little bit of both. You're probably right. Um, but let's see how evangelical affiliated church tenders answer this. I did put my Patrick star meme in the, uh, anarchist Bible study, uh, chat in discord. If you, if you wanted to, uh, um, find it first. Uh, um, 
Well, here we go. Bam. And, uh, yep, uh, you're a Christian? Yep. And you believe every Christian has an obligation to join a church? Absolutely. I should probably zoom in. I'm going to zoom it in. Um, eh, 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 eh. Uh, and that every Christian has an obligation to attend church? Or, and, you, and you believe every Christian has an obligation to join a church? Absolutely. And that every Christian has an obligation to attend church? Of course. And how often do you attend the church? Never. Yep, that seems right. That seems right. Um, I mean, not right, but it's it seems accurate. Um, <laughs> Somehow there are these people taking yeah. this poll. <laughs> yes, they they exist. Um, oh, no, I lost everything. I dropped everything. Um, oh, no. No, I didn't lose it. I just misplaced okay. it. Um, I think it's just a <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, let's look at what how evangelical attending, regular attendance of evangelical churches answer and it's oh. it's very good. And 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 Patrick in the Discord says uh uh no, you see I'm only looking for churches teaching the Bible what it actually says and 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 there are way too many fake Christians of the two churches I yeah. visited and yeah. I didn't talk to pastors or elders so you see now I get to stay home and watch messages on prophecy I want to watch for 30 hours a week I, yeah. I'm thinking of going to seminary and <sighs> I did expect that that would be more of this never group than it has been but this never group has been pretty consistently bad on everything so yeah. uh so that is some of the never group and maybe they're the people who are giving the right answers and never attending church maybe that is what's going on there um but um but i i kind of thought that that contingent especially that contingent among people who might voluntarily take a ligonier survey <laughs> um, I expected that contingent to be larger than it is. Yeah. Um, mostly these nevers are just, they're just not Christians. Like yeah. they're just, they just, they don't believe anything that they should be believing. Um, it's not, it's not the, it's not the too holy to go to any particular church people uh -huh. mostly. Um, but uh, anyway, sorry, you've been trying to move for a second here. Uh, <laughs> well, um, uh, you're you're trying to you're trying to go to attendance at an evangelical church. Yeah, and and it's um seventy three percent strongly agree, ninety percent somewhat. This is uh ninety two percent ninety two percent agree, uh six percent somewhat disagree. And two percent strongly disagree. Now, actually, this is a situation where again, and you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, where I'm actually okay with that—a little bit of disagreement. Um, yeah, I'm glad that they're going. They're going to an evangelical church. Um, uh, there are people in my church, in my evangelical church, who do not value the Bible as much as I do, or as much as the official church teaching does. Right, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Oh, one of my favorite things is just to see people grow in their appreciation for the Bible. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I don't want to share any specific examples, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but yeah, is you, you have these people who I think they think they believe the Bible. Yeah. But it's ancillary. Yeah. Um, functionally, they're Roman Catholics and they're the Pope, right? Like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible has some things to say, but ultimately, like, <laughs> I get to, mm -hmm. the magisterium of one get to, get to make the decisions here, you know, um, yep. that there, there are, there are a lot of, a lot of those kinds of people, um, yeah. and seeing them grow in appreciation for the Bible, seeing them grow in submission to the Bible is one of the great joys of ministering in a, in a, in a church. Uh, it's, uh, and I mean, I, even as a layperson ministering in a church, just, um, uh, it is, it is so great to see people's confidence in the scriptures increase, uh, people's reliance on the scripture increase. Yep. Um, that's, um, and so, yeah, I'm not surprised at this because. I've seen this over and over and over again is people grow in their respect for the authority of the scriptures right. over time in an evangelical church. Yep. Yep. And it's pretty, yep, absolutely. Um, and now Monk, let's check the other ones to see how black Protestants answer. Even better. Even better. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. Um, although it makes you wonder about some of the other, uh, anyway, I, I don't get how they flop on the objective truth part when they're 90% when the Bible's the highest agree. authority for what they believe after all. Um, and again, like, again, like I said, it's, this is one that's easy to answer, right? It's very, it's much harder to practically apply it, you know? Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, mainline. I'm expecting it to go down a little bit, but yeah, but not a ton. Not as much as I pretty may, good. Maybe sort of ex could have expected. Even the mainline attendance, attendance at a mainline church, makes you better than U.S. adults. Yeah. Forty-seven percent strongly agree. Seventy percent. Seventy-seven percent total agree. 16% somewhat disagree, 7% strongly disagree, so only 23% disagree. And then let's see Roman Catholic. Roman That's Catholic, right. only 4% strongly disagree, 16% total disagree, 48% strongly agree, 36% somewhat agree. So 82 per, uh, 84% uh, agree with the statement among Roman Catholics. Did Arguably, the correct answer is don't know. <laughs> <laughs> From a Catholic perspective, you know, uh, like, um, I so, hmm, 
Yeah, yeah. I guess. The all right. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to square that with. I know they don't believe that the magisterium of the church is going to say anything that disagrees with the Bible. Yeah. Um, so, okay. But maybe it is a practical, okay. But the, the magisterium hasn't spoken on a vast majority of topics. And so, so the Bible, but I don't know, like, the magisterium has spoken more words than the Bible has. So <laughs> you would think they would have touched on more topics. Yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure how to square that with. And so, I'm not saying that they should be saying strongly disagree because the Pope is a higher authority than the Bible because they don't believe that. Sure. They don't believe they're not supposed to believe that. <laughs> um, but that's why I'm saying, I think the correct answer is don't know. Yep. Yeah. You know, <laughs> But anyway, um, and then let's see other. Yeah, who are you? We don't know who you are. There's still, <laughs> still 70, 83% agree, 55% strongly. Who are you? We don't know who you are. Who are you, other? Who are you? Um, Jeff, let's bring it home. What What's the theme for the week? Oh, okay. The theme for the week. Um, that um, that truth is accessible. We're not we're not left without a witness. We're not left to grapple around in the realm of personal opinion, but that, uh, but that the, the Bible establishes objective truth in a clear and authoritative manner for us. Uh -huh. And if you don't believe that, go to church. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is our addendum to almost every episode. <laughs> you know, it's, it still holds up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems, I mean, the, the, I've, I've said this before that I think, and I think, uh, I, I still kind of agree with it that, that I think and the Chicago statement is good for this because it does on the way to arguing that, that God's word is inherently true. It does incidentally on the way to doing that, uh, <laughs> Uh, affirm the reality of objective truth. But it seems to me that maybe there needs to be a council, that this is an, an issue where we need to have scholars, Christian scholars get together, Christian philosophers, 
and and write up a declaration um, defending objective truth from a Christian perspective. Because I think that's something that like um, a lot of people are flailing, thinking, and, and that's that's the only explanation that is for the disparity between these two questions is that people are flailing. On the one hand, they're hearing at church, yes, the word of God is my highest standard, my most important authority. And that they're hearing everyone be everywhere else be like, you know, it's, it's good for you, it's good for you, it's good for me, it's good for me. For you, yes, maybe it's maybe the highest authority of scripture, but you know, that's just a personal choice. You know, yeah. it's okay for you to be personally against abortion, but you know, you can't take away a woman's right to choose, right? And this is, I think. <coughs> whoop, sorry about that. It would it would be interesting to see the the people who would come to this ecumenic, ecumenical council to uh, uh, determine the once for all delivered faith, who do not believe it is possible to know objective truth. Um, that would be that <laughs> they'd come anyway because they always come. They're infiltrators. They. They were sent to spy out your liberty. They're uh, they're they're ravenous wolves. Um, so they'll always be there. Um, but it is it would be hilarious to see them go. Uh, uh, yes, it's very important that we uh, that we uh, teach with unified voice all the churches that there is no objective truth. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but uh, anyway. Sorry, I was I was just filling time while you sneezed, and you're done. Yeah, I, I finished sneezing very quickly. I sneeze very efficiently. <laughs> um, but I think yeah, I'm I don't know I'm I'm satisfied with what we got. Um, we are close to finishing this, and it's going to be done before you know it. So enjoy it while it lasts, folks. Uh, because before you know it, we're going to have to. Okay. Um, Patrick is offering an even more overarching uh, theme. Uh, yep, that's a preamble uh, note right there, um, which you're going to have to watch preambling to notice. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, uh, it is when this episode comes out on video, um, if you're watching this on video, you still have time to go check out our, to, to, or to get to our, our uh, lot free, or uh, our year, two year anniversary live stream preambling Friday night at 10 o'clock. I mean, you still have time to, to tune in and I definitely recommend you do so. It's, uh, you know, you can, you can be part of our chat and we're going to try really hard to interact a lot with the chat. We'll, we'll have a few things that we can talk about, but, but, um, you can affect the direction of the show. Um, and, and, uh, that, so, so definitely check that out. If you're listening to it on audio, well, you missed it. Um, but you can, but we're going to put it out again tomorrow. So you can watch the replay of it, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, listen to it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, you can join us in, in the chat on, on Friday night, or you can join us in the chat every night by going to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover and giving just $1 a month. And you can join us in the chat or join us in the, um, discord, which sometimes affects the show. Sometimes I don't read it. <laughs> because I'm a lazy bum. 
but I, I'm usually better about it than I was this week. Um, but but yeah, you can you can join us in the, in the Discord chat. That's kind of the best advantage to being uh, to being a supporter. What this week what this week proved is that the Discord chat will soldier on even if Iowa Cap is not driving the conversation. Right. Um, because a, he was mostly absent, and we had great conversation. You might that. call it spontaneous order. Um, it, there you go. Um, but of course, also like, subscribe, share, rate five stars, tell a friend about it. Um, and, uh, and of course, join us again next week when we finish off the statement on theology here on the Anarchist Bible Study. Grace and peace. Grace and peace and grand claims about the future. <laughs>